Trying to grab all the groceries in one trip? Oof, not how you would have done that. You know sometimes less is more. Like when you drive less and save with the USAA annual mileage discount. USAA, get a quote today. We made USAA insurance for veterans like James. When he found out how much USAA was helping members save, he said, It's time to switch. We'll help you find the right coverage at the right price. USAA, what you're made of, we're made for. Restrictions apply. PreSonus Audio, PreSonus.com. They are the title sponsor of the ABV podcast. If you're looking to jump into the podcast game, or maybe you just need to upgrade your equipment, they've got all the things you need to make your podcast sound as great as it should be. Whether you want to get a Revelator mic, or you want to get some of their PD70 microphones to make your podcast sound that much more professional, they have everything you need. Audio interfaces and a whole lot more. Check them out online at PreSonus.com. Pelican Craft Brands, bringing you all of your favorite local craft beer to store shelves from inside the state of Louisiana and across the country, like Spindle Tap over in Texas, Pontoon Brewing out of Georgia, and so many more. And that's why it makes all the sense in the world for the ABV Podcast to partner up with Pelican Craft Brands. Cafecito Coffee Roasters is another great company that we partnered with here on the ABV Podcast. Because not only do we love craft beer, but we also love craft coffee as well. Small batch craft roasted coffee that is roasted daily so they can control the roasting process and deliver to you a great quality product. Best coffee. I drink it all the time. You should as well. Check them out online. Cafecito.com. That's C-A-F-E-C-I-T-E-A-U-X.com. You need the proper glassware to drink your beer and your whiskey out of. And you can find it at Hops in the Hollows. Go to hopsinthehollows.com. And when you purchase your glassware from the website at checkout, use the promo code ABV and you save 10% on your total order. That's ABV promo code at checkout at hopsinthehollows.com. That's hopsinthehollows.com. Craft beer, cocktails, wine, and spirits. We like drinking them, and we love talking about them, too. We do both right here on the ABV Podcast. You ready? I'm recording. Oh, cool. I, I, just, hit, better. I just hit record. Sweet. But we missed your whole story, so. God. You have to tell them all over again. Yeah, right. So this one time I drank six minutes. We're not doing that. Come on, that's a good story. Recorded. Gotcha. I feel, I feel like Dorothy wants to talk about it. Recorded for perpetuity. I, I that way it's there, and when someone's it. like, wait, you did what? It's like, just go listen to the ABV podcast. Absolutely. You can hear it right there. You never have to speak about it again. It's, it's, on, it's on record. All right. So this one time, <laughs> Circle Spirits over-served me. Oh, and whoa. <laughs> Wow. Done. <laughs> Thomas, you're welcome. You will never have another drink here again, and oh. I don't know this man. So this is the last event held for the Bourbon Society at Sugarfield Spirits. <laughs> yeah. Apparently he wanted to be overserved again. He did not drive home. No, that's good. He did not drive home. That's good. And I was an adult who decided to very stupidly take on a challenge in a very short amount of time. Yeah. But we're good. I survived. 
Nothing bad happened. No serious consequences. One of the few times I've been my liver. <laughs> I feel like. Honestly, that was like the second time you've DD'd. No. That was the first that time. That was the first. That was the only time you've been the DD. Yeah. I feel like we've all been in those situations where we just get challenged when it comes to like alcohol. Somebody's like, oh, yeah, but you can't do this. It's like, watch me. Watch yep. me. And then it's like, why am I doing this? And then it's you. For my honor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did all you say about Dorothy? <laughs> all right, I'll do it. Then so. you sleep for 20 hours. Yep. <laughs> I literally, we got home about three. I, pa- I threw up. So, all right, here's the full story. Let's just, since we're... <laughs> Let's do it here. I knew we'd get it out of him, Dorothy. <laughs> just keep poking the bear. It was going to happen. So, I show up to Sherville Spirits. I show up to unnamed distillery <laughs> <laughs> at noon. We were at a secured location. On a right? Saturday. Or maybe it was 1230. It had to be 1230 because my good friend Austin, who I will throw on the bus, there Austin Dupree, bourboneering, was supposed to take on the Mai Tai Challenge. Now, what is the Mai Tai Challenge? So, before it, before me and my record, someone drank five Mai Tais over the course of like four or five hours here, and they drank the most Mai Tais. So, Austin's goal was to drink six. Okay. But his plan was to start drinking at noon and stay till about 8 p.m. We were going to order DoorDash. So, pace, is, like pace yourself. Pace, pace yeah, yeah. the entire day at the distillery. Right. Unnamed distillery. And then, unfortunately, <laughs> Fugger, though, Shield, uh booze. I show up 30 minutes later. I'm running a little late. And Austin goes, I can't do it. Thomas got me in the back. Had me tr- So-and-so got me in the back. <laughs> had me sample something from a Tomas. barrel. And so I was, I was like, I can't mix, you know, rum and whiskey. So you have to do it, David. I, I mean, you like, can, but it's not recommended. Easily, he had a <laughs> tiny, tiny pour of something random that Mr. So-and-so had created in the back. And it wasn't a, I guarantee you could have <laughs> done it. To be fair, the night would have ended the exact same way for you. It would have. <laughs> well, no, because I wasn't going to do the challenge. I was going to watch Austin and make sure Austin was taken care of. But he goes, you have to do the challenge. And I said, okay, challenge accepted. So for about... 12.30, 1 o'clock to probably, we'll say three. So two and a half hours, I proceed to drink six Mai Tais. Whew. So Mai Tai, you know, it's, it's rum. It's multiple types of rum. And the, they finish their Mai Tais here with peach liqueur. So it ends up having about four ounces of alcohol per drink. Times six drinks, that's 24 ounces. <laughs> otherwise known as a fifth of alcohol. Yes. about drinking yeah. an yeah. entire bottle of rum in two hour two and a half hour period i had not eaten lunch that day because oh there I'm a it will full-on idiot the plan was to do doordash i like four just have it sent to the distillery and i did not so my friend Dor- were we dating at that point i don't remember I'm gonna, she's my girlfriend, Dorothy. Just say girlfriend, man. It's fine. Girlfriend, Dorothy. I remember <laughs> texting her like, hey, I'm doing the Mai Tai Challenge. And I was coming to hang out. Like, yeah, she I was, was just... coming to have fun. I just went to work out that morning. I you were went, ready. I was ready. I was going to have a couple yep. of drinks. I wasn't going to do the Mai Tai Challenge, but hang out here. But I remember texting her like, I'm doing the Mai Tai Challenge. She's like, oh, I thought Austin was. I'm like, no, I'm doing it now. So. <laughs> nope, I'm doing it. <laughs> so she shows up, and I am... I'm about to order Three a drink. Three in the wind. <laughs> Dorothy's like, let's go. And he's and like, like, yeah, let's go he's home. Like, let's go home. <laughs> I just remember kind of like holding her. I'm like, hey, by the way, I am wicked drunk. I need you to drive. And she's like, okay. 
I don't fully remember all. Was this. that the actual word she said? Okay. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was. Okay. So I felt like yeah, I felt, I, yeah. I was like, hold on, I just I didn't even order a drink yet. <laughs> You know, I do remember, like, I feel like I embarrassed myself saying a couple of stupid things, but she swears I didn't, you did. so. You did well. You did yeah. really, really well. So, uh, we get in the car. I'm basically just leaning against the car door inside, praying I can make it home. We, Dorothy takes me to her house. She, oh, you know, stop. I open the door and immediately puke <laughs> everywhere on the ground. <laughs> so, I did not Not in the car. In the car. Good job. I Good job. I waited until we got home. Puked all over, so unfortunately Dorothy did have to like get the hose out and get rid of that. But better okay. on her driveway and, and then and in, in her, her car. car. Right, that absolutely. Because then I knew you, I could. You as would not, long as I didn't throw up in the no. car, she would. You know, she would survive. Yeah, wouldn't kill me. And and you'd get to still be her boyfriend. Yep. <laughs> so that happens about 4 p.m. at this point, and I just go pass out in her bed. Wake up at midnight. I'm like kind of like. Starry eyed. I'm like, hey, how you doing? How bad was it? She's like, you're fine. You know, just, you know, I clean up the poo. I mean, the, the vomit. <laughs> the vomit. <laughs> clean up the vomit. Is there, is there a section of this story you're <laughs> omitting? <laughs> oh I'm just at a very long Or is this a whole week. other story we need to dive into? <laughs> just a very long week. How many drinks have you had today? <laughs> One. And that's it. Rinse off the vomit. Oh I'm goodness. like, okay, cool. And I was like, I think I just want to go back to bed. She's like, go for it. Conk out till noon the next day. So basically from 4 p.m. to noon the following day, full 24 hours, I sleep. 20 hours, I sleep. And honestly, that was the best sleep I think I've ever had in my life. Oh, my God. Well, I think a caveat to this is events like this, David doesn't drink. Like, he just, he, he doesn't drink. He, he wants to make sure he's. Somebody has condition. to be. Somebody's got to be responsible yeah. at some point. It's not oh. me. <laughs> I was here to party. It's not me. No, we that happened after we had a, one of our first events. Um, I wasn't intoxicated by any means, but I was definitely like feeling the whiskey a little. I was a little tipsy than I would have preferred, and I, I remember overindulged a little bit. So at that point, I realized like someone has to be sober at all times at any be sober event. And as I was the president up until two weeks to get three weeks ago, I was that person. Mm-hmm. Now we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, now there's a new president for the Bourbon Society of Baton Rouge. There is. Who might that be? I think it's me. It is you, Dorothy. It's me. Congratulations. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, so, uh, I, so this was voted on, right? People voted for people you to voted. be president. Yep. There's a lot of smart people in the Bourbon Society. <laughs> Uh, not saying anything against you, David. No. We all know that was the smart decision to bring Dorothy in. So uh, how's it feel so far, Dorothy? You, you adapting? I mean, I feel like you've been so involved with it anyway that with David being the president before, yeah. I mean, you know what, what needs to be done and all the all the logistics of everything. Yeah, for the most part. I think we for the last couple of years, we've cause David came up for, like, re-election Two years Two ago. Two years ago. And we, we had a serious talk, and it was like, you know, I'm not ready yet. I had a lot going on. I hadn't finished my degree. I was still in school. And it was like, if this is something I'm going to do, I want to make sure I do it right. And so we kind of took the last couple of years to make sure I was in on all the things and the transition would be smooth. Yeah. And I think he did a great job with that. Thank you. You know, it was, it was, I would have called it more coup d'etat, you know? <laughs> <laughs> coup d'etat. I'm taking over. <laughs> I'm usurping power. Rebellion of sorts, you know. Although if it's rebellion, then that makes me the empire. Right. Yeah. 
I mean, I'm okay being you, Darth. You good with that? You good? Being Darth. <laughs> yeah, Darth is awesome. I'm good. I'm Darth. Yeah. You could be like, uh, you could be like Sidious, maybe. Just, no, uh, I no? want to be Vader. You want to be Vader? Okay, fair enough. We'll I'm Vader. always team, team Vader. Who doesn't want to be Team Vader? Uh, uh, I mean, I wanted to be Luke Skywalker when I was a kid, so. But I find myself gravitating res- more towards the dark side as I get older. That's a fair. balance. It's yeah. a balance. The darkness and the light. Yes. Yeah. And that's what the Jedi never realized. No. Mm-hmm. That's why they failed. Yeah. That's why they did not see the resurgence of the Sith. Yeah. They were blinded. You know, Boy, this turned into a Star Wars podcast real quick. So quick. <laughs> the only thing I want to mention is that it's so funny that only a Sith deals in absolutes is an absolute. Right. Like, come on now. That's, I'm just saying. I know. We, we went off subject so quickly. But it happens. Kirk, you say? want to slide over and you can join us. Look, we, oh, can, we can share a mic. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I have a drunk story Oh, no, no. Didn't that mean everyone has to tell a story? No, no, no. That means means you come right here and you share this story. (laughs) Mike did not involve food. I'm sorry. Slide over, hold It's been a very long, long week. Inquiring minds want to know this. So, like, let's let's hear this story. There was no challenge involved at all. (laughs) But I think, like David, I hadn't eaten that day. I went and played an afternoon gig at Cypress Coast. Oh, yeah, that, that, that gig. And I, I don't know, didn't drink a lot at work, maybe a, a beer. You guys showed up and we had a, a beer. Yeah. Then I said, let's go across the Breaks Bar. The Cantrells came with us. Loved the little bar. And uh, it was downhill from there. Somebody was singing. I, I, you know, somebody you knew, right? He'd been there before. Okay. I don't know. I'd been there before when he was there before. But yeah, I think, I think we each bought a round. That, that was yeah everybody bought around that's the problem when you got too many people everybody's like okay it's my turn because we have to pay it back you don't yeah. want to owe anybody anything <laughs> exactly you got to leave this bar clean yes absolutely can't go home thinking about oh man charles i'll him a drink i'll collect though at some point <laughs> kirk remember that time <laughs> i think i think uh one of the guys told me they knew i was struggling when i was looking for the bathroom and I think I went out out the exit. <laughs> I must have left by that point. Was, yeah, maybe so. No, to be fair, the Brakes Bar. But there yeah. are only two doors. That's right. There's two doors. <laughs> yeah, right. There's, there's, a, doors. there's the bathroom. Well, th- there's three. There's I don't one, know. There's one going into the main kitchen of the restaurant. There is one that goes out. One in the okay. bathroom and, w- and the entrance. Yeah. So there is I'll something that goes out. The entrance and the bathroom door, if I remember, they are next to each other. They are next yeah, to each other. Yeah, yeah they are. Yeah. There is a little courtyard entrance. It, yeah. it, it's only about five feet wide, but they do yeah. a little... Anyway, and their drinks are strong. They, they don't make weak drinks at Bridgeport. They were, and, and I, I will say this right away: when my buddy said, "How you doing?" I, I it was instantly, "Here's my keys." I, I you know, wasn't going to argue, but I, I made it into the house and let my dogs out. I don't know. I was, I thought I was still good at that point, but I think I, I, at that point, I think I lost time because I woke up. In my half bath in the hallway. <laughs> wow. And I was kind of against the door like Elvis died. Like nobody could, <laughs> Like they couldn't get into Elvis because I think he died on the door. Yeah, you he know, just so fell off the toilet. Elvis let us in. El- you know, you can't get to him. I was kind of like that. And look, I, I do remember Eric, you know, Kirk, checking on you. I said, go. <laughs> go. Go home. I'll be all right. <laughs> I guess that wasn't the best plan, but 
but it worked out good. <laughs> you had flashbacks uh, the time or two of taking you home while you were been like, I'm good, leave me alone. It's like, you're not good. <laughs> and like, if we're sharing stories, I'm trying to think which story to tell. Like, I don't know if I want you to pick the story. <laughs> oh, I could. The, I know the worst story was. Ooh, I don't. Ooh. We had just started hanging out. It was like. Okay, let's roll, dudes. And I'm going 10, 30, 65 in a 45 zone. Yo, why's my gas tank on E? Oh, and hello, officer. Wait, what? I'm losing my license. I'll lose my job. And here come the court costs. Oh, man, that's the thing about pedal to the metal, dude. You speed, you lose. Slow down. Driving is no game. A message from Virginia DMV. Like, oh, so this is early on. It was the, we weren't even dating at that point. We were just hanging out, you know, friends. Um, and it was the virtual LBF 21. Oh, yeah, we're not telling that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. One, right. I don't remember it. <laughs> which, which is why I can't, why I can't confirm it. nor deny any, any two, facts I remember, about that. I remember I was mad. I remember anger. Her dogs have peed in the back, like have peed in the oh, kitchen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. And I, I was trying that. to like clean it up, and she's like, "No, guests don't clean dog pee." I'm like, "Why?" Uh, okay, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't like angry. I mean, it's just, she's know, like, "I would never no, say that." No, I, I wouldn't 100 percent say that, but I, I don't want this podcast to you're right, you're right. like. You're right. You're right. You right, mentioned right. a Although lot we, of things yeah. that are not cool. <laughs> Notice yeah, I haven't are. brought up any stories right. about myself. We are here for a reason. We are here for a reason. Yes, we are here for a reason. It's uh, it's Screw Cancer Day. It is Screw Cancer Day. Here at Sugarfield Spirit. So how, I, I know the event hasn't started yet, and I know how both of y'all are doing events, because I saw it with the Bourbon Festival last year. This not as insane and crazy. Oh, this is no, a, this is a cakewalk. Yeah, this is chill. This is nothing. But to a Burma fest, this is nothing. Right, but the lead up to this has been pretty busy for y'all promoting it and stuff. So yeah, as we sit here today, a few hours before everything kicks off, how are you guys feeling? I feel good. Yeah, I mean, I can say I have never worked this hard for a charity event. A charity event. Yeah, I worked hard for LBF. So here's, I guess the difference is, I know we're sort of like getting like media promotion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Things that I absolutely can't stand. I don't want to talk to people, places, or things. That's kind of, you know, I'm a homebody. So having to like get on camera and talk about this is not something I enjoy. But I have never tried this hard, spent so much time on social social media you did. this week. Yeah. I don't like doing social media. I don't really like doing anything, I guess, other than like, you know. <laughs> Drinking. Like, yeah. No, I like, I like doing the background work, the accounting for sure. it. Sure. And then like getting the people here. Nothing that puts you in the forefront. Like yes. you want to be the man behind the I'm, curtain I and wanna, just deal I'm with I want to be the man behind the curtain. That's what I like yeah. to be. And, but like doing all the social, I did a lot of social media this week, just constantly pumping out posts and mm-hmm. sharing stuff, commenting on people, responding to inquiries, responding to emails, and then all like the media stuff that we did, all the interviews. It was, it was a lot for me. I'm pretty dead on the inside right now. I can't <laughs> lie. Tomorrow, I, we, so the last part is tomorrow. So this is Saturday night. Tomorrow, Sunday at 7, we go live to the raffle on Facebook Live. That's easy. That's just turn on a camera at my office and revealing the results of all the the raffle winning. So after that, should have a pretty easy week, hopefully. (coughs) Brandon is. Yeah. Uh, 
think the bar just flagged me asking if y'all want something. We're good. I'm good. That's some Mai Tais, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> cool, bloody. <laughs> let's see if we can break the record today. Uh, Probably. Let's, let's, yeah. let's say we did it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, let's, yeah. yeah. yeah you hold the record. That's good enough. Yeah. Uh, Dorothy, did you need a beverage or anything? Kirk says he thinks they were trying to I'm get our attention. I'm good for the moment. Okay. I am good. It's a, we call this a marathon on a race. Yes. We're still going to be here for like another five hours. So. Yeah. Uh, so let's so. let's talk about uh, what's in the bottle for this year's uh, Screw Cancer release. Uh, I think we 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 talked about it on the the last, the last the one first, we did at Jay's first episode, first of, episode season. of season three. Yep. We talked about it, but for those in case they missed that or just forgot, let's talk about what juice is in that bottle. So I think it's very special because it's a bourbon rye blend mm -hmm. but it's not just that it's, it's not just the great stuff that Sugarfield is putting out it's a uh, the rye was finished in port and the bourbon was finished in cognac so usually every year we've done a twice blessed this is kind of a little extra right it's yeah. kind of like a quadruple blessed <laughs> um, I like it it, it it kind of just happened it kind of just came about we were in the back tasting some stuff trying to figure out what what we wanted to do for this year right um, and one of our members was just like Jonathan was like, why don't we blend them? Because we couldn't figure out which one we wanted to do or what else we wanted to finish it with right. to kind of figure out what it what would get the right taste and the right, right blend. But just... Yeah, because we had this, um, like the cognac bourbon, the mouthfeel is just mm -hmm. amazing. You know, mouthfeel is not something you think about a lot with whiskey, but like it, it really is. It was like velvety smooth and the finish was great. And then with the, the bright port, we were like, we love the spiciness and the sweet, how they just juxtapose each other so well. We're like, how do you pick between, you know, the plan was we have these two different whiskeys and we'll take one of them and finish it. But we're like, well, which one do we pick? They're both so freaking good. And Jonathan's like, well, what if we just blend them? And we're like, we can't do that. And Tom's <laughs> like, well, why can't we? And we're like, oh, okay, we can do that. Right, Shit, yeah. let's do it. Give me a reason why we can't do right. that. Um, do you see the, the individual um, whiskeys adjuncted whiskey and I mean bourbon and rye with those adjuncts have you seen any of these combinations before yeah either singularly singularly or blended between yeah. a bourbon and a rye in the industry they called it a boo rye and I think that is a trademark phrase for one of the the yeah, big I heard that before. yeah it's a boo rye high west is, yeah they make it oh, a okay. Rye. Okay. Yeah. so we um we called it BR whiskey or BR spirits because bourbon rye, rye we're here in Baton Rouge, so uh -huh. yeah, capitalizing makes on the idea. BR. Yeah. yeah. So good, it's good the marketing spirit of BR. Yep. Um, now with the specific blend, I have not seen that before. No. Like there has been plenty of like some most classic blue ryes are literally just a blend of normal straight bourbon, straight rye. I've seen two different blue rye mm -hmm. blends that are finished, but they were like right. finished in. Um, I think both were finished in port casts. Yeah. Right, blended I'm, first and then yeah. finished. And I've in never a cast. seen though a port finished bourbon, port finished rye, and the cognac finished bourbon. I've right. never seen that combination before. So, which I mean, it was you know we, we don't look to try and like just what's it called? We don't we're not looking to we want it to be special. Sure. You yeah. know, obviously, but we're not like trying to like hey we're gonna be the first or something. You know, because there's so many people. Even though we haven't seen it, that doesn't mean it doesn't exist. But, you know, we just wanted it to be special and unique and taste good. Absolutely. And that was 
I mean, that fit all the criteria and then some. So we were very, very lucky that it worked out that way. Last year's uh, release was fantastic. So good. It was good. Uh, this year's release, it might, it might have topped it, honestly. I love it. I think it's fantastic. It's the the thing the key for me last year was just that honey that sweetness that was coming through that was just like a nice little little balance little finish on it but this one it doesn't have the, it doesn't have that that honey to it but man it just it's a it's a nice subtle pillow to the face if, yeah. if you're a classic <laughs> bourbon or rye drinker and not you don't want the flavor of like a honey or something like super sweet. This is the one for you. It is, right. It's it's rich but not overpowering, and the nose is like just delicious. Yeah. Uh, Thomas from from Sugarfield. Hey Chuck has joined us. Thomas, how are you, sir? Undisclosed distillery. Undisclosed distillery. Tomas from Fugershield <laughs> Booze yeah. is here with us. Uh, we were just talking about the blend of the whiskey for this year's Screw Cancer release. Yeah. And uh, just how I, I personally think this, this is probably better than last year's. Even though last year's was, was incredible as well, this year's has been re it's really solid. Yeah. I, thanks, Chuck. I, I, I agree with you. I think that's, that's our eternal goal is every, every release should be better than the last. Yeah. Um, you know, whether it's the Screw Cancer or, or, or batches of bourbon, you know, I think... Um, yeah, we've been we started working on batch nine of bourbon, and I think it's going to be freaking phenomenal. So nice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so now that we're here for this date for the release of Screw uh -huh. Cancer, how soon do you guys get together again to talk about next year's release and what you want to do for that? Yeah. So well, I mean, I, we're already talking about it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's already um, being aged. Yeah. We, we, oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. We put a now we well, Thomas we, we? Well, we Thomas <laughs> Dorothy and I. And, was there anyone else? Was it just it was was, the same day? So it was Austin and Austin was there too. Austin was here too. The Mai Tai Day? No. Nothing constructive went on that day. There are a lot of days here. Ah, gotcha. Spent a lot of time out here. Summer productive. I don't get a call for that. I'm literally five minutes down the road. Me and Kurt, we need to work on that. We need to work on that. I'm sorry. I will happily come and meet y'all for a beverage. Let's do it. All right. Yeah, that challenge still stands. Whoa. All right. Good luck. We were just lucky that uh, we, we talked to Thomas and we were like, I'll start laying down a foundation for next year. So it has been aging. A type of spirit has been aging in a type of cask for the last two months. Yeah. And that's as far as we can talk for now. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Have everyone wanting for next yeah. year, just wondering. But we may or may not have tasted it yesterday, and it's coming along nicely. Coming we did taste really it at well. 7 a.m. because <laughs> we have been here since 5 a.m. <laughs> um, and I was already a Irish coffee down me. But yeah, I mean, you no, might as well amazing. at that point. Yes. I mean, hey, you work in a distillery, like, yeah. When is there a yeah. wrong time to be drinking? Exactly. I don't think that's the thing. Yeah. Amen. Uh, uh, so Thomas, let's catch up with what's going on in Sugarfield. What have you guys been up to lately? Um, it's been a minute since we've had y'all on the podcast. Yeah, uh, we've been. We've been rocking and rolling. Um, uh, yeah, I guess by the time this comes out, it'll be old news, but um, or not old news, but old um, content. Yeah. But we're sponsoring Restaurant Week next week. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. Um, okay. So uh, Restaurant Week in Baton Rouge will be um, it's gonna be great. I think a lot of the places are making cocktails with our stuff. Uh, we uh, released a good bit of stuff across the street out of the winery and cidery. Um, I think wine should probably in, be in distro soon. Oh, good. We're hoping. I get asked yeah. that all the time. Like, where can I find the wine? 
Yeah. I'm like, we have to go there to get it. So that's good to to know that it's going to be out in the market soon. Yeah. Um. You know. Uh, our cider programs really coming along. Our strawberry cider for the year ended up being uh, fabulous. My um. My cider maker has really come a long way in the last couple of probably the last six months. Um, she's she's great. Um, yeah, uh, I'm married to her, so I, I think well, I'm <laughs> that, contractually obligated to. Yeah, th- um, you, you got to mention that yeah, she's yeah, an awesome no, person. But, but she's um, no, she's really um, maturing a lot as a, as a cider maker and a mead maker. Um, we will have a um, one year anniversary uh, mead coming up. Um, if you remember a couple of years ago, we barrel aged a honey. Yeah. Um, um, and then the and then we put uh, last year's uh, screw cancer into that barrel, um, and and aged the bourbon in that mm-hmm. barrel. Um, well, we um, some of that honey crystallized, and we never could get it back into solution. Um, so we made mead with it this week, um, and that's gonna so we'll have a bourbon barrel aged honey mead. Um, so it's gonna be. Um, Sounds amazing. Yeah, when? yeah. sounds when, when terrible. When so is this? Probably the first week in September. Um, went for our one-year anniversary. I think we'll, for whatever that celebration is, we'll have um, we'll have it. Then. Labor Day weekend or a weekend after? Probably. I think we're probably gonna do the weekend after. Thank God, because yeah. we're gonna be in <laughs> Dallas for Labor Day. Unfortunately, that's well, fortunately. We we'll see family, but yeah, I think we'll, to be here. For I that. think we'll have three or four kegs of it. So I mean, it, it yeah. won't be. It won't probably sell out that weekend. I wouldn't think. But um, yeah, I think that w- that's gonna be really a um. An interesting one. Um, we're working on probably changing around a couple of our other things. Um, so, uh, you know, cranberry will be back for the fall. I think we're going to release that a little bit earlier than we did last year. We, I think we released it for Thanksgiving, and mm-hmm. we probably should have released it at the beginning of the month. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, here, um, just. Rocking and rolling in the back. Uh, super busy with um, putting barrels away. Um, and, um, yeah, we've done a lot of interesting things with increasing um, efficiency and increasing yields and things like that over the last couple of months. Yeah. So that's been kind of our our pattern just recently is you know making cleaner and cleaner stuff. So. Right. So after after this, what's the <clears throat> what's the next big release for Sugarfield? What's coming up? Oh, well, is so, it something you're not ready to talk about yet? <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I, you know, getting this out of the or getting this release was has been a, a big undertaking for everybody involved, and you know, David and Dorothy have been um, you know, great. You know, the labels are um, the labels are just freaking phenomenal this year. On the labels board. are really nice. Yeah, that stained I mean, glass. By far yeah. the best label yet. Yeah. yeah, agreed. Um, and you know, it, it, like you, you put a light behind it, like on your bar. Yeah. And it just really it, it shines through the um, through the label. It really does look like it's a stained glass window. It's really really pretty. Um, I think. Uh, and if David disagrees, maybe you can cut this out of the podcast. Um, but um, you know, we we talked about probably releasing the, the two individual constituents of the mm-hmm. oh, um, nice. of, that went into the, the V Sober blend. Yeah. Um, so I think you know we'll probably release at least a little bit of um, uh, um, we'll probably release the rest of the barrel of the rye and the port barrel. And then we'll also release at least some of the cognac um, finished bourbon. Um, I think we'd like to also keep some of that 
in the cognac barrel. I mean, that cognac barrel is gigantic. It's 130 right, yeah. gallons. So, um, and just let it continue to age where, you know, we have that as blending stock down the road if we wanted it or, you know, further releases. So, you know, we might only release like 100 bottles of each. That's kind of my thought. Um, uh, we've got several special releases that we're getting toward the end of. So I think we, we probably need to have that pretty soon. Um, and then, uh, you know, just continuing to, um, you know, release little interesting things here and there. Yeah. So, so <clears throat> I want to go back to the to the label for the the new release. Who came up with the stained glass idea? Was that Red Six Media? Yeah. Or was that yeah, you it was guys? Red that was Red Six, Six. Red Six. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, we basically just. I didn't want to give any credit to Joe Martin for. <laughs> no, you don't want to. Get, we'll say Matt Darden. You know, sure. All right, I'll go credit. with Matt. That's and that's Kristen, better. And Kristen, she gets the credit, but not Joe. Yeah, no, we're not. Joe doesn't it. need it. No. Yeah, Joe. But no, no. They, uh, Red Six is just amazing. I, I don't. I cannot talk enough about how good a work they do. Um, the, the bottle. The, you know the whole box design. You know they they just they knocked it out of the park, and I, I can't thank them enough for that. The box design is awesome. Yeah, like I I know that's that's pretty much that wood burned mm-hmm. thing is is that's what the box is. But like this year's box for some odd reason, it just stands out more. I don't know what it is about it, but there's something about the box when I first saw it. I was like something looks different about it. But you were like, no, it's just like. Same. I mean, it just maybe because it has LSU on the cover, you know. Maybe that's what it, you know. Who yeah. doesn't love the Tigers? So. Uh, people in Alabama. Right. <laughs> sure. They don't. I mean, we don't care about them. The box. The box yeah. The box. Yeah. The, the box is here. Uh, and what a great display to have for that uh-huh. bottle. I mean, I like the idea that Tom was saying: take the bottle and you can put it on a shelf with like a light for mm-hmm. that. But just to have the display there with that box. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, it's, it's worth the price. And also, we haven't talked about this, where the money that you guys are raising from the sale of these bottles, $80 from each bottle is going to help uh, prostate cancer? Yeah. Yep. So that was, I mean, so one of our really good friends, a good member, Rick Tavi, his son's a urologist, or proctologist. I get confused. Which one is the best proctologist? Probably urologist. Urologist. Yeah. Ask the doctor. He would yeah. know. <laughs> so he's a urologist. I'm not actually sure what a proctologist is. And that, that seems to always be in popular... In pop culture? Yeah, but yeah. like, I'm not sure that's actually... A thing? <laughs> I'm Googling it right now. <laughs> Again, I, I'm, I take care of little itty-bitty babies, so I don't know anything about adult medicine. Um, but, so. so yeah, his son is a urologist. Studied at LSU. He now, I forget where he's now, practicing medicine. But he basically was like, hey, talk to my former supervisor um, and talk, see what he, you know, he's a, you know, he works at the health system. He's a, I, what the term, you know, he supervises all the medical students and all that. So, but he's been there for years. So he's a 10 year professor, doctor, I guess. Um, and so he was like, talk to him and see how, what the needs are for prostate cancer in Baton Rouge. Yeah. And we talked to him and he was like, oh, I have the study that I really need to get done, but we don't have the funds. If you wanted to help out that would be a godsend like this is something that's come up that we desperately need to do to figure out and we were and it just happened that we reached you know it was just you know perfect timing so we we're like we would love to do that how can we make this legit and then that's when we talked to the lsu foundation and they're like yeah if you give us the money that's the foundation we can then funnel it to the health system yeah and it's all yeah because it's all part of the same right lsu system mm-hmm. so that's what it is it's Prostate Cancer Research through the LSU Foundation. 
Um, you know, we decided instead of like trying to find a charity and work our way down, we started at the, the, the medicine us. level. Yeah. We call us and work our way up. Okay. So, uh, so a proctologist, for those still wondering, is a surgical specialist with a focus on diagnosing and treating disorders of the colon, rectum, and anus. Okay. So yeah. So. But according to, to what I looked up. Oh shit, we're all looking the, up. The things. word proctologist is about is a bit outdated though. Mm-hmm. These days, the preferred term is a colorectal surgeon. Okay. Um, so. Um, I, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I guess I, I, I guess that's the reason I never really. Heard um, it? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, certainly you heard it on Seinfeld. Yeah. Oh, it, yes, it, it right, was, yes. Uh, like, definitely. <laughs> I think that was a whole episode. I think or, it was. Maybe a whole season. Um, I need, uh, <laughs> at the age I am now, I need to see a doctor about those things. But we're, that's, we're, yeah, ass man. Ass man. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, how do you guys choose what uh, charity you want to donate to each year? Like, what what's the process behind that? Is it something that's like, is it, does it, because I know a lot of people when they do fundraisers and stuff like that, it's either for someone who's going through something mm-hmm. or it's they had a family member or a friend who dealt with that. So in their honor, they want to like raise money for this organization. So how do you guys come? I think all four of the focuses we've had on the different cancers have had a member who was either raising money for at that point in time or who has some type of relationship with somebody who was treating or somebody who has been affected by yeah. that um, cancer. So. We've done leukemia and lymphoma. We've done um, women's hospital. Women's for, hospital. You know, female yeah. gynecological cancer. Gynecological so cancer. Prostate cancer. Yeah. Um, yeah, the first one. No, that was actually all we have. we vote on as a society. Mm-hmm. So really, it's just the, our foundation, which I'm now chairman of. Um, we just kind of, as a foundation, decide. We know it has to be a cancer charity. That's the whole point, true cancer, and try and figure out what the need is. We want to make sure that we're. Spreading it out, you know, so we did last year, we did a, a female cancer driven. So this year it's a male cancer driven, yeah, right, yeah. you know? And so we want to make sure there's equity in there that we're not, you know, one side or the other. And also cancers that are not quite as, I don't, I hate to, I don't want to be offensive and say like breast cancer probably has enough money because they always need more money. But breast cancer sure. is a very giant popular cancer that everyone talks about everyone raises money for yeah everyone knows what that is yeah yeah it's like als you know how like remember the als challenge a couple years ago yeah they got more money than they've ever did they got more funny that one year than they had for the entire before that for that society you know so if we wanted to focus on stuff that is very common afflicts you know hundred thousand men we're gonna be diagnosed with prostate cancer this year but still need funds and need, there's a need there. And right. we want to be local. So yes. we're very intentional about making sure that the money we raise with all of our fundraisers stays here locally in Louisiana. Right. That's important. Yeah. yeah. It really is. Specific, uh, yeah. researcher that's working on something Yes. And that's what we're trying to, you know, at the end of the day, it's always keep it local. Yeah. Um, you know, so for next year, uh, I, I want to be a little biased here, and I don't want to tear up or anything, but my, my father passed away from pancreatic cancer, so my goal is to find a local pancreatic cancer fund that we can donate to for next year, because awesome. I, I want to honor him as my first year as the official chairman of the foundation and all that. Um, that's why we're doing this. I mean, this whole idea was started because I wanted to do something to honor my dad. Yeah. Um, and it just happened that leukemia and lymphoma asked us, and 
that's where it got running. Mm -hmm. So yeah, in, in last year's bottle, we dedicated to my aunt, who who has actually since passed away from breast cancer. So, yeah. Um, you know, so we we've certainly been um, you know, very intentional about um, what cancers we do. I think doing pancreatic cancer, you know, getting back to proctologists, maybe I think a proctologist might actually be the one operating on pancreatic cancer. So. Yeah, yeah, probably so. Yeah. I mean, everyone at this table has been affected in some shape Absolutely. with yeah. cancer, whether 100%. it's a, a friend or a loved one or whatever. It's uh, probably both. I mean, yeah. we're in Louisiana. Yeah. I mean, what is, I can't remember what the percentage of people in Louisiana are going to be affected by cancer, but I think... In their lifetime, I really think it's more than ten percent. Well, I remember yeah. reading ten percent. Yeah. So I mean, there's five of us, so one, half of us is going to have it. But when you think about how many people you know, I mean, that's everybody. Everyone yeah. has somebody. Yeah. Somebody. It's not just you know an acquaintance. It's somebody close to them. No, I mean, unfortunately, Kirk's wife passed away from cancer. Uh, I. Yeah. I'm sorry. If you need music for that. There you and, go. and my uncle died from pancreatic cancer too. So yeah, I had I think had a really good friend of mine who passed away, uh, Brandy from cervical cancer. Uh, my uncle passed away from lung cancer. So like again, everyone has been or knows someone that has been affected by cancer. So it's it's a great cause for people to support, and they want to get behind that and support it. So that's a great thing. Uh, so let's talk about your next big event, also a fundraiser as well, the Bourbon Festival, the yes. second. Annual, annual bourbon annual. festival. I, it's happening. It is happening. October 7th at La Burge Casino in Baton Rouge. We're so very excited. Bigger and better this year. Look Amen. out. Bigger, better. Yep. So uh, what are the funds for the bourbon festival for this year? Going? What is that being raised for? We're once again partnering with the um, Alzheimer's Services of the Capital Area. Awesome. Yep. Um, they've been fantastic to us and have been very appreciative of what we've done with them as a partner. Yeah. Um, so This will be our fourth year raising funds for these. Yeah. This amazing charity. Yeah. So far we raised, I'm going to have to do quick math, 14, 21, 30. What is that? That's $65,000 for Alzheimer's wow. in the last three years. Wow. So, um, yeah, the, the goal is to raise, we're not going to raise 65, but we raised 30 from our first year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The goal is to raise 35. Yeah. So, which will put us right about 100. And we love this organization yes. because like, like, while this goes to research, what the funds for Alzheimer's services goes to is family support. And yeah. it's supporting the people who are afflicted with Alzheimer's and dementia, but also supporting those families who are or caregivers to, and caregivers, have to, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They wow, have yeah. such fantastic programs um, where you can get a day off and drop your family member off for enrichment services. Right. And yeah. Learn about how to be a, a good caregiver, just the day to day, or finances, or services for making sure that your um, the person you're caring for is safe. It's such a great organization. If you haven't had an opportunity to look them up or head over there and see what they do, I, I definitely encourage you guys to do right. so. So October 7th, after the Bears, tickets are on sale now. Right now. They're on sale mm -hmm. right now. Where can they get them? LouisianaBourbonFest.com. Mm -hmm. I am very excited. I hear you have a couple of uh, returning local celebrities uh, As the for, the, for the MCs uh, again this year. We, yeah, they did a bang-up job last oh, year. I got to say, they, they did amazing. a bang-up job. the best job. part of the festival. It wasn't the whiskey. <laughs> it was those two gentlemen 
this portly fellow Joe man that just really knocked me. It was oh, it. Got me off the bill, <laughs> No, that was no. We're very lucky that Chuck Pierce and Mr. J. Cody will be our MCs again. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. It's a, I had to move some things around on my calendar. It fell on a weekend. I normally have my daughter on, so I had to move some stuff around for that. We appreciate it. But very uh, much so. I will be there, and uh, hopefully, won't get keep getting asked to either turn up or turn down the music <laughs> last year because it'd be like, man. Nobody can hear the music. Turn it up. Hey, man, it's too loud. Can you turn it back down? Hey, man, we can't hear the music. Hey, can you turn it? It's, it's still really loud. It's like, I'm just going to walk off the stage, and I'm just, I'm just going to go drink we'll, some whiskey. We'll have, a, we'll have some sort of band there. Yeah. We've still got to figure that out. And I think the answer needs to be like, this is just how it's set, dude. We can't do anything about it and just move yeah. on. Yeah. We'll tell uh, who's ever playing the guitar to play quieter, right? That'll no, work. I mean, I suggest if you're going to do music, I'd keep it acoustic, so yes. that way it's not a full band being loud. Unless you were doing like some kind of like when it's over, there's an after party. Yeah. And then like there's a band playing from like 10 to midnight or something like that. And then everybody can just cut loose. But if you want music during the event, I would suggest like something acoustic. Yeah. Low key. That can cater to everybody as I'm turning towards Kirk Holder. <laughs> Are you free on the seventh? Can you make my life easier and we can book you right now? Yeah, just be done with it. More than likely. <laughs> He's Both. gonna if he if he's off he's gonna be there. So yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so. Do you have to get up and go to St. Francisville the next day. No, no, no. The, not this year. That was last year. Yeah. I got, I got wasted. Also, thank y'all for giving me a room that night because, the after party afterwards. Yeah. We, oh, that was bad for all of us. Yeah, <laughs> we drank a lot over at the Cove, yeah. and then I remember waking up at 9 a.m. that Sunday and just being like. God, I got to be in St. Francisville in an hour and set up drums and play until 5 o'clock. I'm like, I don't want to do this. Playing drums hungover? Yeah. That does I, not sound pleasant. I no. just I just got there and found Chris Pennegy with Pelican Crap Brands and was like, I need a beer right now. Like, care of the dog. Yeah. Keep it coming. Yeah. I did that, and then once the Calandro's table got open, I walked over there and just like, Mark, I need whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> I started doing shots of whiskey. I was like, all right, I'm straight. Let's go. But it was it was rough. It was rough for, for the first four songs, at least. Was, yeah. Cause I didn't, so that was really bad on my part. Is I, didn't, I was so nervous for the fest. I, didn't, I stopped eating. My last meal was Thursday night. I didn't eat until we got to Lost Cove for the after party at like 1130, and we had those boot and egg rolls. So yes. I didn't eat for two days. And uh, – Lost Cove made me a old-fashioned that they put a hurricane glass. Yes, I remember that. I was like, what are you drinking? <laughs> you like an old-fashioned? So, I'm like, how? Again, <laughs> no food for two days. Stress, probably the most stress ever in my life. Like, I, I don't know what happened. I just, I drank, I didn't get sick or anything, but it was, uh, I was pretty, pretty drunk. And the next morning, I was very hungover. Yeah. We had a really crappy day. Yeah. I remember... That night, after the event, Eric Cant- our buddy Eric Cantrell was there, and uh, he was he had a room. He, st- he got a room, and he was staying the night. I was like, dude, you want to come with me? We're doing an after party at Lost Cove. He's like, we've got a shuttle. We ain't got to drive. We've got a shuttle. It's yeah. going to pick yep. us up, take us there, and bring us back to the hotel. He's like, I'm in. Let's go. And we got there. We got to the bar, and it was one of the vendors, and I can't remember the guy's name. Of From what- um, Driftwood. Yes. 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 Awesome guy. We were at the bar and we were talking. He's like, first first rounds on me, fellas. Whatever y'all want. 
And I was like, oh, cool. I was like, I probably just get old fashioned. He's like, and I'm when I'm saying whatever y'all want, I don't care what whiskey y'all pick. Pick whatever y'all want. And I was like, I never tried that before. <laughs> Can I have that? He's like, done. And I came. I don't even remember. I drank so much that night. I don't remember what I had. But I, it was a uh, shit. What was it? I'm trying to think now. Uh, I don't know. But he. Whatever it was, I thanked him immensely for the rest of the evening for getting yeah. it for me because it was, it was a very expensive uh, old-fashioned <laughs> for the whiskey that he picked. And I remember there was one, it was like a, it was some kind of Woodford back there that Eric had never had before. Oh, the cash strength probably. Yeah. I Woodford cash strength, the master's collection, their older cash strength, lost yeah. a bunch of them. Yeah. I tell everyone to try that because it's a great price point, about 20 bucks. And it's a rare whiskey that you can't find anymore, and it's truly some of the best Kentucky bourbon that no one talks about. Yeah, it was it was a Woodford, and he was like, I've never had that before. Guy's like, done. And he was like, who is this guy? I'm like, he's one of the vendors. He's like, do you know him? I'm like, I mean, I just met him tonight. <laughs> now I know him. He's my new best friend, though. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, the next round, Eric bought, and then, like, he bought the next. He wouldn't let me buy anything. And I'm just like, bruh. I was like, let me buy a round. He's like, no, man, you invited me to this. So let me buy you drinks. I'm like... Alright. <laughs> I'm not gonna not gonna say no. So but that was a what an amazing first year event. That was a great great time. It we was lucky. unreal. We uh, a lot of things went our way that could have very easily not gone our way. But uh I mean I think that truly just goes to the planning that uh the co chair woman Dorothy and the committee put in, but especially Dorothy. Really y'all busted y'all asses. Y'all really did. I, I, I got there early and was walking around and saw saw y'all walking around like chickens with your heads cut off, just trying to get things organized together. So, like, I, y'all did an incredible job. Like, it was, I mean, I'll even, no, I'm not going to give props to Clay Tucker. He just walked around with a, with a, with a, with a, with a CB, with a uh, walkie-talkie in his hand, acting like he was doing something. I mean, no, Clay did a great job. He really Clay did. did a great like, job. I, I want to make fun of Clay. I, I want to. That's my natural instinct. Yeah, of course. But you can't. But Clay, yeah. for the festival, he killed it. He did. He did a really Everybody good job. Everybody else in life, he sucks at. But for the festival, <laughs> amazing job. Like, I mean, I told him because he was like, "Do you want me here next year?" I'm like, "You don't have a choice." You yeah, you're here regardless. Yeah. Yeah. Like you are doing it. You are in charge of setup. Like that is. He, I, I, yep. I cannot thank him enough. Our committee was amazing. Yeah. yeah. We had so many people that helped out. So many people that didn't even volunteer. They just saw that we had a need for people. They just jumped in. We really didn't have enough volunteers our first year. Like, that was something we struggled with. We need more volunteers. Because so, people want to drink. If you're listening yes. <laughs> and you love our cause and you want to help out, we could definitely use volunteers. There you Email go. us at info at bourbonbr.com. Yep. There you go. Uh, will you be doing seminars again like, like last year? Yep. Mm-hmm. So how is that going to work at LaBerge? Because this will be in the event center. Mm-hmm. And last Smarsh. year was at last year the Renaissance. You had you know some rooms, yeah. but the rooms were tiny, and if you didn't get in line for them right. early enough, you weren't getting in. It's Your brother at one point just yep. started doing tastings in the hallway. Yeah, <laughs> so it's going to be a first come first serve situation once again. Yeah. Um, but we looking at what's the other event, Lafette? Yeah, Lafette. Lafette. Um, and looking at how they kind of organize LaBerge, um, there's since we won't be setting up in the grand, we'll be setting up in the grand tasting. We're kind of partitioning out this one area in the, not what it's called. But you it's know, not, like the hallway to get into the grand tasting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know how big that hallway is. Right. right? That's yeah. That's a massive. You can fit 
150 people in that hall. Right, easily. So we're going to pardon off part of that for the bigger seminar yeah. room. The bigger seminar room. And then we have a space in the hotel area and a smaller space that we're going to utilize for kind of private tasting. Right. So um, we'll have three seminars, yeah. kind of three events going on at once. It's, it's going to be, it's tight. That's the, the one thing that Boundary sucks is it's just not enough. Event space. Yeah. No. And LaBerge is the perfect venue. Like, everything about them just makes it so much easier. They have everything in-house, giant room, big space. Right, yeah. But they don't have breakout rooms like the Renaissance did. And yeah. Like some of the other hotels do. So it's like, you know, you pick a room, a hotel that has more breakout room space, but then it's not as prestigious yeah. or as a destination of hotels LaBerge is. And you have to, there's no one size, there's no one fit-all solution, I right. guess. So we kind of picked the one that we thought would work best for our needs, mm-hmm. but it's going to be challenging, like always. Uh, you know, it wouldn't be a, a bourbon study if it wasn't a little challenging. But it's going to be great. Yes. Yeah. People are going to have a great time. Eventually, sure. eventually, y'all y'all are going to get so big you'll have to use the River Center for the for a bourbon society event. Like, you know, if that happens in a couple of years, darn. But <laughs> you know, let's let's. I like LaBerge. Yeah. I like LaBerge no. a lot. No, LaBerge is a good spot for yes. it. Uh, the the event room there is definitely bigger than the room yeah. at Renaissance. Yeah. It's about 50% bigger. Yeah. It's just like you said, it lacks those little little mm-hmm. offset rooms to do stuff like that. But, I mean, you guys can figure that out. Yeah. That'll be... Yeah. They have a great, great VIP concept this Oh, year. man. If you haven't bought a ticket yet, buy a VIP ticket. Trust me on that. Okay. You don't want to miss out on that. Uh, we might have to. We got a couple of screw cancer bottles that we'll throw in for yeah. the VIP tasting as well. So, okay. So, so, there will be a VIP area with some very, very highly sought out bottles that our VIP members will be able to partake of in front oh. of everybody else. Sponsored by Oak Point Fresh Market. We love you guys. Oh. Thanks, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Convenient. Yeah, no. It's convenient. Um, we're gonna have the VIP tasting this year. It's gonna be pretty legit. So that's awesome. If you're into, you know, like I don't want to say if you're in a Pappy and BTAC, buy a oh, VIP wow. ticket, but <laughs> definitely buy it. But if you ticket. are, then but if you are, yeah, yeah, you definitely should buy that. Which are very limited. So yes. we've already sold more than half the VIPs. So jeez, that's awesome. Already, and we're already. we're in July. Yeah, uh, we're lucky. We got it. eager people want to be a part of it. So I mean, I see this event eventually coming to the point where you you'll announce ticket sales in like may and by july you'll be sold yeah. out like and the event won't be until october or yeah. november like it's 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 in year two it's already looking like that and in year three and four it's only going to get bigger i think and better and it's especially because of the the fundraising aspect of it and people want to support that and also drink really good whiskey mm-hmm. the vendors you guys bring in you're bringing in some top top-notch people mm-hmm. who are getting very uh, heavy-handed pours toward the end of the night which was great they don't, want to, take, they don't want to take it home no they don't want to take it home they do not want to take it home they i forgot the whoever it was that was pouring uh they were pouring some bullet and man they were just like hey y'all want y'all want like just filling up my glass i'm like i mean i'm not gonna there's like no finish that i got another bottle i need to get and i'm like Bro, calm down. Like, I'm going to get to it. Just, but, and this time, you don't have to drive home. You can just stay right there. That's right. Stay in the Bears. Yep. Book your room now. Just yep. go ahead and book it now. That's the smart thing to do. Well, information to book their webs. Information to book the room is on our website right now. 
Um, book it so much easier. You're gonna get a discount. Rooms are two nineteen a night mm -hmm. versus right now if you just look to book for the burst for that weekend, it's like four hundred a night. Ooh, yeah. So two nineteen negotiated rate. Book it. Do it while you can. It's gonna be an amazing time. Is uh, is that an LSU away weekend? Yes. Yeah. It's Mizzou. So. Mizzou. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody wants to go to Missouri. <laughs> That's the thing about, you know, Batners, we joke, and people are like, well, how do you, because they're like, when are you going to book next year's event? Like, what is the date? I'm like, we can't tell you until after LSU's schedule comes yeah. out. Like, right, yeah. I mean, you either got to book it on an away game or that open weekend. Yeah. Like, those are your choices. Right. Yeah. An open weekend is hard. That's a big wedding weekend. That's, yeah. That's... And it's almost always Halloween weekend, yeah. so we don't want to compete with either. So. Yeah, it, it's tough. Yeah, people want to. The people that I played a wedding for these people in Biloxi on the day of the LSU Alabama game. That's me. And I'll tell you what, we, like we in the, the it was a we charged them an arm and a leg because we didn't want to go do it. Yeah. It's the band I was playing in, and the guy shot them an outrageous amount of money. And we're like, all right, cool. Do y'all need hotel rooms too? And we were like, fuck. So we drove there. The house is on the beach. We're playing like on this big outside area. And literally, the entire time we played, the wedding party was, they had TV set up and everybody was at the bar watching, watching the, the game. game. Now, when the game ended, they were ready to come party. We had like 30 minutes left and it was like, hey, we pay our extra. We're like, nah, man, we've, we've been playing since 7 o'clock. We were booked to play from 7 to 10. Yeah. On, we're done. That's yeah. it. It's like... Y'all knew with the LSU Bama, like yeah. simple as that. Don't y'all knew what y'all were booking. Y'all like, why are you getting married on LSU Alabama weekend? That's just dumb. That's silly. Uh, I had a friend that got married on Tennessee Alabama weekend, which is Tennessee's their cross rival. Yeah, 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 yeah. And this is back, you know, 2006, 2007, that time frame when Tennessee didn't suck. Um, right. And I guess they're coming back, but yeah, um, yeah, but yeah, nobody watched it. Yeah, I mean, or the wedding. Yeah, yeah, no, no everybody, everybody watched the game, uh, like, like on their phones. Yeah, like, I mean, that's how. Even with the away games, people are like, if it's on TV, people aren't paying to attention to. They yeah. they want to watch the game. Yeah. So it's like it's dumb. And that's the great thing with LeBurge is there's a little sports bar right, right downstairs, there. so you can watch the game. Yeah. It, you know, depending on what time it is, you know, you can watch the game there, no problem. I'd, I'd even ask him if you could put a TV up on the stage. Yes. <laughs> that's, yeah, the plan is, if yeah. we have to, we'll put it on. Yeah, yeah. So. and just have something in there. Or, it, you know, we were ready to go with that last year if it was going to end up being a, a night game. So yeah. We had that contingency plan. Uh, it was plan. 11 o'clock for yeah. Arkansas last year. Yeah, so. yeah. It worked out great. Yep. Uh, so, Thomas, we, we started the podcast with a very embarrassing story of David drinking way too many Mai Tais. Got an undisclosed distillery. Uh, undisclosed distillery. Uh, you have any uh, any favorite drunken stories from yourself that you want to disclose on the podcast? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> that to me sounds like probably not. I have a um, hard time imagining the good Dr. Thomas ever really getting like... I know he has, but it's hard to imagine him knowing sure. his yeah. Yeah. personality. Well, right. I've got a good one. Okay. So, um... Uh, my senior year of college. Okay. I was of age. Um, and this would have been 1998-ish. So Cirque de Salil was um, touring for the first time. Went to college in downtown Atlanta. Um, and I worked in my uncle's antique bookstore the entire, or, or for a good bit of college. 
Um, and he he had the coolest bookstore on earth. It's like you know first editions of you know Hemingway and stuff like that. Oh, wow. I mean, it was, like super cool bookstore. Um, and he um got tickets for Cirque du Soleil, and we went. Um, and gin and tonics were my thing then. And I'd had a couple or four. Um, <laughs> and I thought. And that's when I went down, I told and my uncle's Tommy. I was like, Tommy, I'm going to go get the next round. And um, the bartender was like, oh, you're that guy with Tommy. Here, i get your drinks. And got the thing of gin, and it was all gin. Oh, there was a splash of, like, tonic water on the top Jeez. of it. And that's when I realized that the four I'd had was probably really more like ten. Right, um, yeah. <laughs> um, and I was like, oh, I'm a lot drunker than I thought I was. Um, so... I took the subway back um, to, to Tech, um, and it's probably about 10 o'clock at night, but um, my very new girlfriend at the time um, was on Central Time, um, ah. and so and she'd gone home for a dead week from Auburn, um, and um, I thought it'd be a good idea to call her at this point. Um, and I had my first conversation with my now father-in-law, um, <laughs> 10 drinks into the night. Wow. Um, so, wow. Um, I'm not sure he realizes it to this day, um, but, um, <laughs> that, that's probably like, he thought I was very happy and very nice. Um, so, um, well, you made a good it impression. Apparently. He didn't say no. So, yeah. Um, but geez, wow. probably, probably not the best. Yeah. But not the best first. Yeah, not no. the best first way to have a conversation. But it worked out for you, yeah. apparently. I've been dating my wife all of like a month at that wow. point. And, was, and she st- and she still she stayed yeah. around. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Uh, Thanks, right. baby. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we're gonna wrap it up because you guys got to get ready for the events gonna be happening pretty soon. Uh, President Kemp, uh, please let everyone know where they can sign up to be a member of the Bourbon Society of Baton Rouge. Bourbonbr.com. You can get your membership. You can learn more about the great events that we do, our um, fundraising events and our social events. So bourbonbr.com. Come learn more about us. You like President Kemp? I think it sounds good. It rolls off the tongue. It's Dr. President Kemp. Dr. President oh, Kemp. Oh, yes. <laughs> Put some respect on it. What's your new title now, David? Chairman of the Bourbon Society Foundation. Okay. Awesome. Super Chair, long. Chairman Emeritus of the um, <laughs> yeah. Society. Past president of the Burma Society. Still president. the co-founder. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> they can throw a lot on there, but yeah. like chairman. Yeah. <laughs> Just stick to chairman of all the things foundation and call it a day. First of his name. <laughs> Just go on a big just big rant. Uh, thank you all for taking some time out and doing the podcast today. Absolutely. I'm ready to hang out. Us. Thank you for having us. Yeah. You know we love talking. I know. I love. Yeah. I love having y'all on here, Thomas. Thank you for jumping on. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, uh, good to see you, Chuck. Yes. Good to see you too, yeah. Kirk. Thank you for hopping on for a bit as well. Uh, and uh, yeah, make sure you're you're following Sugarfield Spirits on all social media. Come by to the tasting room, have some cocktails, do a tour. Uh, you can walk across the street and try some wine and some mead and some cider as well. And uh, ask for us if you don't if, if the place doesn't have it. Yeah. There you go. Wine soon to be in distribution. Hopefully. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. All right, we're getting out of here. We're going uh, screw cancer right up the old ass and drink some whiskey. There we go. (laughs) There we go.
Thanks, T-Ball. Yeah, thanks, T-Ball. That's where I got it from. Uh, so until next time, I'm Chuck Peters, the ABV Podcast. Cheers. <laughs>